the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. And thank you and welcome to KSLR's Church of the Week program. And I'd like to remind you once again that at 1 Timothy 5.17 it says, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. And so today it's, well, my honor here at KSLR, as we do every week here in our KSLR Church of the Week program, to have here in our KSLR studio the pastor of Elevate Ministries, it's Pastor Alex Lada. Welcome back, Pastor. You've been here before. Yes, sir. Time goes by fast. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Thank you for having me again. That's our honor, dear. You were here uh, back, let's, let's see here, uh, about a year and a half ago. Yes. And uh, just just following you on, on the Facebook and following you on your website there, boy, you've had some, some growth there in your church there. Yes, sir. We went from uh, a few yeah. to a couple of hundred uh, in our four and a half year uh, existence as a church. So four praise half, God for that. Amen. Four and a half years goes, goes by pretty fast, too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But that's not where it started here. Let, first, let's talk about Elevate Ministries. Where do you meet? We meet at 2600 uh, Southwest Military Drive, uh, 78224, um, right across from the Gold's Gym, right next to the Goodwill. We're in the old Lax building. Very good. So if I get off of uh, 410, I'm going to pass up uh, the, the mall? Yes. And go about, what, a mile or so, or what? Uh, I would say about half a mile. There you go. H- half a mile. Well, very good. Well, we'll find you there every Sunday. You meet every Sunday at 11 o'clock? Yes, sir, at 11 o'clock. Get your worship on first? Yes, worship, <laughs> word, and we're very welcoming. Whether you want to come formal or informal, hey, everybody's open. That's Welcome, right. excuse me. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, Pastor, let's, as we were talking before the, the program began there, too, you're a San Antonio guy. Yes, sir. Grew up, born and raised on the south side? Yes. Talk about the uh, early days. Did you know you were going to be a pastor when you were a kid? No, never knew that. Never, Even when it was revealed to me, I didn't want to. But yeah? uh, growing up on the south side... Um, Grew up very poor, grew up in a broken home with just me and my mom living with uh, my grandma. And uh, got involved in a lot of gangs really? in, in my teenage years. Uh, long story short, ended up dropping out of high school. Mm. Uh, was involved in drugs and doing uh, just bad things. Mm. And it, it was when I was about 19, uh, I had a very bad car accident. And actually flew out of my car at a Trans Am, flew out through the T-top on the highway. Uh, had my skin ripped off on my back, arm, and uh, I, I, I knew that I, I survived for a reason. I didn't know why or what or where, um, but, but I knew I needed to, to I, needed, I needed something in my life. And yeah. if it happened by chance, well, it wasn't by chance, but <laughs> well, a family member invited me to, to a church, and I told her no. It was my cousin, and she said, well, I'll, I'll take you. I'll, I'll take you somewhere to eat afterwards, and uh, I, I still said no. And then she said, "Well, there's going to be a lot of girls there." Well, hey, I was single at that time, <laughs> so I was single at that time. So I said, "Hey, I'm going." Yeah. Uh, turns out there was like four people in the church. It was the pastor, his <laughs> wife, and like two other guys. Yeah. But um, I gave my life to to God that 
that day, that night, and uh, I never looked back. Hmm. It, I never looked back, and it, it's been, you know, the Bible says that he takes us from glory to glory. And, and it's, strength um, to strength, yeah. Yeah, strength to strength. So it, it's been a, an ongoing, progressive move forward in, in my faith. Well, now, as you're moving forward, I have to ask you, going back there, so the old culture, the, the gangs, do they know what happened to you? Yes, uh, they, 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 they don't recognize me now, it, yeah. you know, but, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm very much involved in our neighborhood, uh, doing outreach. Uh, we do one every quarter, whether it be giving backpacks, toys, yeah. um, or Thanksgiving, feeding families with full Thanksgiving, uh, turkey dinners. We, I go back to the community and as I'm doing that, I, I run into my old friends or what do they tell you? Uh, are you that some Jesus like, freak now? Well, some things I can't mention on the mic <laughs> because they don't know. Some of them don't know I'm a pastor yet. Oh, I get you. Because I, 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 I move my, remove myself out of the scene that I was involved before. Right. And then some of them, you know, kind of just, just freak out that, that uh, yeah, like you said, I'm a Jesus, Jesus freak. freak. Yeah. Gangs are forgot now. <laughs> yeah. But your chains are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Well, I had no idea. Yeah. And the, and the scars to prove it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On my arm, and then the one you mentioned about my, on my eyebrow. <laughs> hey, you used to have one of those things on your eyebrow. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> right. that, that's cool. Well, then, okay, so that was, so that was uh, you got saved in this small family church there, if you will, then. So, yeah. so what happened after that? I stayed there and um, was discipled there, and eventually the church grew to uh, a couple of hundred. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, started, I took one Bible class in, in, in the midst of, the church growing here in San Antonio. Here in San Antonio, okay. and um, I was going to Palo Alto College to get my degree in accounting. And originally, I just took the Bible class so I could know more about God. And then one class led to two, two to led to three, and then four. And then I started to feel God leading me to to go to Bible college. And um, I didn't know why it wasn't to become a pastor. Or there wasn't any any. I just wanted to know more about God. I was just hungry to know more about Him. And with that, uh, it eventually led to me going to seminary. Went to Luther Rice. Got my divinity, but after I got my uh, my master's, I, I felt led to start a church by God, and then I figured, you know, maybe it was my emotions. You know, what what young man coming out of seminary don't feel called uh, to start a church? Long story short, got my pastor's blessings, and 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 God continued to confirm, and eventually that's how Elevate got started. But when, but from the time I got saved till right before we started Elevate, I was at that church, Ignite the Harvest, for eleven years. So within that time frame, I was a drummer, <laughs> was a youth leader, uh, then associate uh, pastor there. So you name it, I did it there. How long were you a youth leader? About six years. Yeah. So what did what did being a youth pastor teach you about being a pastor? How did that prepare you for being a, a lead pastor? I think uh, from the organizational standpoint, uh-huh. you know, it, it helped me to organize, uh, you know, different events that we would have for the youth. Um, it, it made me a more patient yeah. person, I would say, because we, we all our youth were coming from the west, from the, the projects that were around the, the, the near, the area next to our church. Um, I would go to, uh, I would preach a lot in the juveniles. So a lot of them that would get in released. The yeah. And wow. they would come to, to our youth services when they come released, when they would get released from juvenile. Wow. So I did that for about two years in the juveniles. But um, going back to your question, um, it, it taught me uh, patience, compassion, um, to get along with this different, the different attitudes uh, mm-hmm. that, that were that within the, the, the youth ministry. And um, 
and that and, and, and just uh, humility. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's a lot hum- different. You they can humble you really quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, dealing with the, with, with the juvenile detention center just by itself is a quite a humbling experience. Uh, uh, the ministry opportunity there, you know, has to be huge. Yes. Uh, and the stories are just obviously they are what they are there. So is God there? Do you see ministry happening? Oh, yeah. To that? Yeah. Most definitely. Um, you know, just because some of the all of them are locked down physically don't mean that many of some of them are not free mm-hmm. spiritually. Mm. And I, I saw that firsthand, you know, um, young kids who already had murdered people, wow. uh, young kids who had raped. But yet, in spite of what they had done, I, had, I also saw the, the power of Christ transform them in there. Wow. So, yes, most definitely. He, he is everywhere, um, and he's definitely in there transforming. Well, if you've just joined us, I'm talking to Pastor Alex Lara with Elevate Ministries, located on the south side right there on Southwest Military Drive there, just, just a little bit past uh, uh, the mall. And if you want to learn more about them very easily, the website is ElevateMinistriesSA.com, ElevateMinistriesSA.com. Uh, Elevate Ministries, our KSLR Church of the Week. And again, Pastor Alex, so glad to have you here. Thank you. Uh, talk about now when, after the youth pastor, the, the, the first days of Elevate Ministries. How did it get started? Um, we started in a little church on Division, uh-huh. um, which now where we have our youth services uh, for our church. Um, someone actually blessed us with the property. Nice. They, they that'd, gave, be the, that'd be the Lord? Yes, yes. <laughs> the Lord through them. And, and oh, yeah. they, 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 they gave us that property. And uh, we're planning on being there first year for at least a year. But we grew out of that, the little, that little church mm-hmm. in about two weeks. Wow. So then we moved to the BUA, uh, Baptist University of America. Excellent. And we're there for... I believe uh, three years, three, wow. a little bit, maybe a little bit closer, four Were years. Were you the only church at BUA at that time? Or at that it? time. Yeah. Wow. At that time. So, oh, What a great campus that was. You know, they just moved. Yeah. Did you get to tour their new campus yet? Have you seen their new digs? I, I saw it. Man. It's yeah, nice. It's, it's beautiful. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy for them. Me too. Me too. Good things happened on the south side with, with that. Yeah. All right. So you, you, you were at BUA for a little while? And then uh, we grew out of that. And wow. so the, our, our next facility that we... Moved into was Palo Alto College, so we're there for about a little, little bit over a year, mm-hmm. and then uh, from from Palo Alto College, then we we had the opportunity to to go into the Lax the Lax building. So and that's where we're currently at. We don't have a permanent home yet, so we're we're none of us do. Yeah, we're just, yeah, <laughs> we're just passing through, right? <laughs> so so we are looking. Uh, we've been raising capital money yeah. uh, to eventually. Uh, whether it be raw land or a pre-existing building, we're still we're still looking, and we would love to stay on the south side. Yeah. Um, so we're we're currently in the process of trying to make that happen. All right. So while all that's going on, you first went to this youth group or this uh, church service because you thought there might be some some girls there. <laughs> yeah. So are you married? Yes. All right. So how did you meet this girl? It's funny because uh, my wife is totally the opposite of me. Uh huh. Um, She's not in a gang. No, she's not in a gang. <laughs> she's not in a gang. Yeah. But she she uh, she actually came to Christ through my family. What? Yes, um, my family. I grew up even though I didn't. I, I wasn't very strong or uh, very faithful to, in the things of God as a young person, as a teenager. Um, didn't mean my mom didn't love God. My mom was a faithful, uh, loving, God fearing woman. Um, but and a lot of my other cousins too. And my cousins reached out to her, and, and she got saved at, through my family's church or the, the church that my family went to. And she stuck with it from a young age. Well, I know this now, but she liked me since I was 
a little kid. Uh-huh. Since we're both little kids. I never knew, but now I know. Yeah. I just never paid attention to her. And um it you know, she liked me for years and even my mom knew. Even my own mom told her, Don't get with my son because he's he's bad news. Oh wow. So even my own mom was hating protecting, on me. Protecting, yeah. <laughs> little, nice. But uh eventually, um, you know, she al- she always prayed and she knew that 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 I would be the one. But she waited years because, I mean, and I'm glad in God's timing because had it been before, that it would have been toxic. But when I got saved, one of my things was, God, um, you know, for for however long it's going to be, my whole focus is to get strong with you. Mm-hmm. So I didn't date. I didn't talk to any girls as friends, nothing. And with after, after about a year and a half, I'm already 19, you know, I, I started to really notice yeah. her. And... uh I invited her to, I got the, the strength and courage to invite her to a prayer meeting. Obviously, I didn't really want to pray. I wanted to eventually ask her on a date, and yeah. that's how that took off. And we've been married uh, eight and a half years hey. and been together uh, 14 years. Wow. So, yeah, we've been to been together for a long Congratulations. time. Congratulations. What's your name? Vanessa. Vanessa, Vanessa. Diaz Lada. That's excellent. That, now, that's my daughter's name. So, oh, you have cool. something. Yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful name. It means? Yeah. Butterfly. Butterfly. Mariposa. <laughs> very, very nice. Good idea. Um, again, we're talking to Pastor Alex Lauda uh, with Elevate Ministries. And again, you can learn more about him right now at ElevateMinistriesSA.com. How'd you come up with the name Elevate? What does that mean to you? To go higher mm-hmm. uh, spiritually, uh, emotionally, physically. Actually, I'll be honest with you. I, I wanted the name Empowerment. Yeah. Um, but there's a pastor I like a lot, that it, and, and his church was called Empowerment. So I thought of uh, elevate, and I was like, you know, we'll go with that. And uh, you know, our whole the whole concept of the mission and vision before we even started the church was to uh, to em- to empower humanity, to elevate humanity through the empowerment of, of Jesus Christ. In fact, our our mission statement is to to reach, love, and empower the lost to become active followers uh, of Jesus Christ. So to yeah. elevate, take them higher in the thing, in the spiritual, and in the physical. And the emotional. In, in, in fact, um, w- w- there's a saying that I always mention to the church, and it's from Warren Wiersbe. You know, don't be so spiritual that you're no earthly good. Don't be so earthly that you're no spiritual good. So our approach to ministry has always been holistic, so to speak. Mm-hmm. In other words, we have our three-tier disi- uh, discipleship classes. Uh, we have our marriage classes that empower them from a biblical standpoint. But at the same time, you know, we have credit repair. Yeah. Uh, classes. Uh, we have job resume uh, preparation uh, awesome. classes, uh, life insurance, health insurance classes. Uh, we're still working on the physical aspect, you know, to get them the exercise and all that. I got something for you here. <laughs> Ask me about that later, but that's awesome. And 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 and, and the whole thing is, you know, we we and you and you look at the demographics we minister mm-hmm. to. Some people may say, well, why why do you got to teach people to to prepare a resume or how to ans- how to answer questions in an interview? And you look at the demographics that God has called us to minister to, and it's the South Side. Yeah. There's a lot of educated, hardworking people on the South Side. Absolutely. At the same time, there's also a lot of people that lack those certain skills. So it just goes back to we're not just going to show them how to, to pray and, and read the Bible, although that's fundamental and most important, but we're going we're gonna to teach them other aspects. Excellent, excellent. Again, the mission statement is to reach, love, and empower the unchurched to become active followers of Christ. And you mentioned a few of these ministry outreaches that you do, too. I want yeah. you to talk about a little bit. Uh, as it's our Church of the Week here, it's, uh, we're just a week away from Thanksgiving, hard yeah. to believe. 
and so what's going to happen here with Thanksgiving? Are you going to? I know that you again were connected first of all with the with the uh, the the Jimenez uh, Thanksgiving uh, outreach, right? Yes, I, I I speak at the Raúl Jimenez uh, dinner that they yeah. have annually, so that that's amazing. And I went to college with uh, with Patricia Jimenez. Oh. Yeah, wow! So I just saw her the other day. She came up to the station to do something. It was just neat to reconnect after. Boy, twenty-five years. Of, <laughs> yeah, of, uh, since I've known her since she was a little girl there in college. But uh, what a great ministry! And so, what do you do there? You you speak? I speak and 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 just say a, a quick word of encouragement along with a, a quick prayer. Yeah, at, at the event. Um, so, as far as the, the capacity in which I, I help there, that's how what I do uh, for that. But we also have a elevate itself feeds. Uh, Anywhere from forty to fifty families with full turkey dinners. Um, I know for past two, past last year, excuse me, the year before that, we were real intentional about helping out South Sand High School. Mm. So we there there's a a uh, department that's called uh, at risk department, and basically all the all these teenagers that are in that department are living out of their cars. Right. Uh, some of them uh, don't have homes, living with different people, sleeping on couches, and exactly. Yeah. So we found out who those teenagers were, who their families were, and we fed 50 families with full turkey di- uh, dinners. Wow. So, was um, 50 enough? Did that meet the need? Or is there no, just, man. Yeah. There's, there, there's, there's so much. Well, then yeah. how can someone help you that's listening right now and says, you know what, I want to be a part of that? Well, uh, you can go to ElevateMinistriesSA.com, okay. and there is an online giving uh, icon that you can click on. Well, at the bottom, there is a, um, a, a place for you to write out what you want to donate for, okay. to specify. So if, if you want to specify, I want to help towards Elevate Thanksgiving uh, yeah. giveaway, well, then you can specify that, and then just, of course, donate the amount. Or you can show up in person. Uh, um, so you need volunteer hands and feet. Yeah. And and that it's, it's, it's doesn't take that much manpower because we, we drop off all the dinners at South Sand okay. High School or to the fam- or the families come pick them up. Yeah. Um, the one that we do need a lot of manpower is our toy giveaway at Christmas time. Christmas time, it's a monster uh, event. I think last time we had about five thousand people within a four-hour period. We had people from the Navy. We had bike clubs that were helping us out. We had other churches helping us out, and it, it's it's still a monster uh, uh, of an event. That, no kidding. Yeah, and we give away about I think it was two thousand toys. Uh, the last five thousand people in two thousand toys. Two thousand toys, but we had free food, different types of food. We had pictures with Santa, yeah. uh, with the frozen characters all there. So we, we had a whole games, and we're gonna do it this coming December again. Right. So, and, and in fact, um, within the next this week or next week, we're gonna be putting out a promo on Facebook on social media to see if anybody would be willing to to help us. Sure. Whether it be donations, manpower. Where we need help in in every aspect, and is that the ministry of the church then too? Is, does ministry happen in other ways? Does the gospel get shared when you're doing this or too? Or is it just the hands and feet of Jesus loving on the on the community? I we we use that you know Jesus sometimes yeah uh, met the spiritual needs first, but sometimes he met the physical, and then the physical needs open the door to allow him allowed him to share the spiritual needs. And basically, what we do is we meet the physical needs, of uh, whether it be toys, backpacks, or turkey dinners. But at the end. Before the th- that happens, we we share with them the gospel of, of Jesus mm. Christ, and, and we'll we'll make note of who gets saved. We'll make sure we get them plugged into yeah. the discipleship program that we have there, or get them plugged into another church. 
um, within the south side or west side. Because not all of them that come are from the south side. Yeah. So I'm friends with other pastors. And I'm like, hey, if you're from the west side or east side, this is a good church. Uh, or this is a good church. Or this is a Spanish church, all Spanish. So we, we make recommendations. Do you get help from the city with this event? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, Councilman Ray Saldana yes. has been a, a great assistance uh, to us. Uh, Wayne Wright. Yeah. Has also has been right. a, a writes, great donor. He writes a check. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. He, he's a he's been a great help. A um, couple of uh, I think it's all all access dental. Uh-huh. So we have a couple of vendors that really just step up and and they they believe in what we're doing and they've seen the consistency and not just the quantity but the quality in which we do these outreaches and and they they step up and and they help us. All right. Well, since we're in the holiday spirit, then too, talk about Easter. What do you do there, uh, hands and feet wise? We give away anywhere from 300 to 500 Easter baskets. Wow. But once again, uh, it's all to, to lead them up to, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. Correct. And we're very intentional in not just getting them saved, but to get them plugged in and get them discipled immediately after, whether it's there at Elevate or somewhere else. Well, fantastic. All right, so you heard the call there. We've got uh, the Thanksgiving drive. we got Christmas and Easter where, again, the need is great. Uh, again, serving the city of San Antonio like you're called to do. I love it. Uh, if you want to be a part of that, I encourage you. If it's, again, uh, volunteering on the ground or just helping support this great ministry, just go to the website. It's very easy. Just go to ElevateSA.com, ElevateMinistriesSA.com, I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, and either you can give uh, generously on, online or just connect with the church and figure out how you can you can serve. What a great, great way, great thing you're doing. I, I, I want to bless you for that here. Oh. Thanks, man. Praise God. Here's 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll hold you okay. to that, man. I'll, I'll, that 10 I'll, catch you, I'll catch you after the show here, all right? No, we'll do that. We'll do something here. But by all means, use KSLR, too, to shout, use our amplifier to, to shout the good news. Sure. That's what we do all the time. Uh, Pastor, we're almost out of time here. I'd, I'd love for you to tell me what's happening on Sunday this weekend. What, if I showed up, what happens? What are you talking about? Well, first of all, we're going to be preaching from the book of Revelations. All right. Chapter 2. By the way, I've enjoyed your devotionals every day this week there. I, I drive in, I, I catch focus on the family, and then I hear the devotional, and your, your series on Daniel was great. Was that based on a teaching series that you've recently done? Yes, it was called the Immovable uh, Series. I believe two of those teachings are already on YouTube, so you can check that out. Yeah. Let's go to our website, click on the icon, the YouTube icon, and it'll take you directly uh, to that. All right. And, so, and now, and did you choose to do this Revelation series after the election? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Actually, you know, this, this next, this Sunday is going to be a one-time, not a one-time thing, but it's not going to be a series. Um, we t- we hear you, some... Because you leave room for the Holy Spirit to change the, your mind in the middle of a series, right? Yeah, of, yeah, course, of course, of course. Yeah. But, um, you know, we speak so much about the passion of Christ, but I'm going to be talking about the passion for Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still be in church, but lo- lose your passion uh, for God. You can be still be doing the work of God, but have lost your passion for the God that has called you to the work. Good. So it's all about getting that passion back. Uh, So that's what I'm going to be talking about this coming Sunday. Awesome. Pastor, how can we pray for you as the Church of San Antonio? Pray for that permanent place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pray uh, for provision, uh, for the outreaches and everything else we do to to reach out to our community. Pray for the South Side. Pray for our city. Mm. Um, We we definitely... uh, being that we don't have our own place, we, we're limited on what we can do. There's obviously other things in our vision that we want to do, but because of we don't own our own place, we're very limited. Uh, well, let's go ahead. Say the vision, Pastor. What do, you, what do you see this church at in 10 years from now? What do you want to do? Uh, open up a Christian school. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a Christian counseling center. 
mm. and provide uh, counseling from a biblical perspective. Mm. Uh, we also want to do a food pantry. We we do give out food, but once again, it's very we're very limited because we don't own our own place. So we want to have a a food pantry where people can go people can go regularly and 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 get food. Yeah, get food that are in need, and of course, have some type of community center that where people can go. Kids can go after school, but not just go to play games, but be mentored. Mm. Be mentored. Did you have a mentor growing up? My mom. Yeah. Very good mentor. She's, she's gone with the Lord, but uh, she was the best mentor, mentor I've ever had, other, mm. other than my pastor. So I look up to her very much. Can I be bold and ask you, how did your mom pass away? Uh, she, she died from pulmonary fibrosis. Uh-huh. She died eight years ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. So, yeah. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... and <clears throat> she obviously she she cared about your wife more than you. Yeah, yeah, she loved my wife a lot, which is good. If you want to date somebody, make sure the parents like them. Yeah, 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 that's good. <clears throat> Any advice for a young pastor in San Antonio, just starting out right now? Starting right now, I, I would, I would say, number one, get have a mentor, mm-hmm. somebody that's gone further than you, someone that's done more than you, uh, and, and really seek their counsel and advice. If you don't have somebody that you could physically go to, pay mm. and be a part of some mentorship programs. There's a lot of them that's going on. I'm part of one through Bishop T.D. Jakes called the Gideon oh, good. Mentorship yeah. Program. Uh, I know Steve Furtick just started one. Uh, if you don't have the financially, if you can't do that right now, get on a podcast and, and let someone mentor you from afar. You know, Some things uh, you can't teach, you got to be caught. And, and I think podcast is a good financially uh, feasible way to do that. Very wise. Pastor Alex Lada uh, with Elevate Ministries, our KSLR Church of the Week. I just want to say thank you so much for doing what you do, for sharing from your heart, and God bless you. Thank you for having me. God bless you. And thank you for listening to AM630 KSLR. If you enjoyed this conversation and would like to hear it again, maybe you missed the first part, you can catch the uh, our podcast at kslr.com. Just click on that Church of the Week uh, button there, and it'll take you right there. And again, we say thank you, Pastor Alex. Thank you. And thank you for listening to AM630 KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.